for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And we got another guest in studio today. He's an old friend of ours. He's a pal. And he's a dad. <laughs> first time, first time dad <laughs> guest. Steve O'Day. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. I have a very dadly perspective on the world now. <laughs> he's Great. got a beard now he's got a kid oh boy things have changed um, i'm not fat yet <laughs> he's not fat yet. Total he's, a, he's working on the dad bod what a dad trope um steve how you doing man i'm doing well thank you good thanks for coming in yeah, yeah. thanks for having me uh we are here we have here we are <laughs> oh yeah we're here i'm just updating everybody on our location we have arrived here uh, we're here to talk about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Uh, but before that, you know what time it is. It's time to talk about some movies we've seen. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, there's, a nice, I, there's a nice edit point there, so we'll be, we'll be I'll, quiet. I'll, edit, I'll just edit in the theme song later. Yeah. Uh, movies we've seen. Cut this part out. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> uh, hey, Andrew, edit point. Uh, edit this out, baby. Um, oh, you know what? Never mind. Okay, whatever. Um Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Movies we've seen. How about that? You two saw some seamless saw a movie. Yes. Right? Isn't that great? We yes, it is great. We did. We saw a movie. Yeah. Cool. So by you two, that's uh, Max and Rob. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, also Bono, the Edge, and yeah, the whole gang. Yeah, the whole gang. We're talking about them too. Uh, you want to you want to start it off? You want to talk about what we saw? We huh? saw Shape of Water. I mean, not we also together. See, yeah, we didn't see it together, and I wouldn't admit it if we did. But yeah. uh, the you movie looked, was great. Okay, Secret listeners can't see this, but like Max looked at Robert like. We did see that together. We both put and you don't remember to the sides of our nose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the shape of water. Mm-hmm. What shape it did it take? Cube. It was a cube. Huh. A hypercube. A hypercube. Cube two hypercube. <laughs> yeah, they it just turned into that movie eventually. Great. Uh, it was uh, shape of water was great. The the shape that the water was in was of a hole in my heart, and it fit it perfectly. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. No, it was it was really. Uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro always has a really good eye for visuals and he always has these really tight stories that are it's a lot of monsters and supernatural and and actually more like kind of like fairy like old dark fairy tales in a way and there was just a lot of common elements from all of his films in this one but it was just a very compelling I I don't know I really I really loved it it just hit hit uh, the right mark for me what did you what did you think yeah i thought it was really cute i uh it kind of reminded me of amelie or old like kind of um not old but uh old boy that reference old uh times and yeah kind of like it yeah because it took place in i don't know the 50s maybe yeah it like was that. before the cold war or whatever they, they were talking about like sputnik and stuff so it sounded like it was right around the 50s yeah so like it had that whole feel of the cafes and stuff like a lot that. of big band music and yeah. uh 
Big yeah. band. That, yep. That Did sure. you that all the stuff from the fifties? <laughs> Did any of you guys see uh, Hugo the the, yeah. the Hugo movie? Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It reminded uh, my uh, my wife and I of that because the the music and everything on TV is also a little bit older than current time mm-hmm. in a way. So it, it it feels even retro in its own universe and. It was like there's this old theater that's a big set piece, and the apartment is her her apartment is very cool, and it just felt very, it did it felt very like contained in this uh, time period, and and it felt in the way that Hugo was like a love letter to movies. It felt like a love letter to water. <laughs> well, I mean, you said I think you said that Guillermo del Toro was it was inspired by the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it did feel very, um, yeah, it felt like he was kind of making a spiritual successor to that or, or his take on it like you like you said maybe maybe mm-hmm. not like uh not in the way that uh peter jackson did king kong and took like his favorite movie and didn't do i thought <laughs> didn't a very good job with very, it. yeah yeah but um no i was it was really it was really great and the effects the practical effect of like the suit of the of the creature is really awesome i think maybe the eyes are animated but other yeah. than that it was amazing looking yeah yeah uh- I thought for a love story, they didn't really uh, develop the relationship uh, thoroughly enough. I but guess. But was it? it, a, it I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much of it. But it is. It is like a a relationship between this person and this creature. But I don't know. I don't think it could be too traditional because, as people say throughout the film, like this is an this is an animal. Like no matter how much you think you understand it, just like any animal that we love. There's things it can do that are unpredictable because it's a... Are we about to have a conversation about bestiality? Is that... Turn this the is going? off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Are we, to, wait, are we recording right yeah, now? Yeah, this is getting into after dark territory. Um, You know what I mean? Like, your, your, your creature, no matter how much you love them, still does animal things because it's an animal and it's uh, unpredictable always in that way. So this is a movie about something that seems human and you're seeing the, the humanity in it, but it is still... It's still unpredictable so by the way in case listeners are wondering this is the beginning of robert's 15 minute slippery slope uh (laughs) argument 15 minutes i've got a a half hour on this shit (laughs) um anyway i was just trying to tie it up with like i i like that it's a non-traditional like you can if there's a a romance movie and uh you have to worry about like the bad boy that the person's with and that he might do something unpredictable that's one thing but they're still like a human being this is this is that element and it's heightened even more because you don't even know what it can do physically. It it's unknown to you. It's it's alien to you. It can actually do things even that. I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's uh, it's uh, more than meets the eye. There's a transformer <laughs> in the movie. Okay, you got me. There's it's Optimus. It happens like Dark of the Moon is happening. Uh, isn't that? Didn't that oh, happen that's in the, the proper poll? Cam- yeah, Camelot. Cool. Dark cool, side cool. of the moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one of them's in Camelot. One yeah. of them's on the moon. Cool, 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 cool. One of them's in Chicago. That one was. Kinda, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Shannon is awesome too. He's pretty yeah. hilarious. Great performance. Everyone. Uh. Uh. Gosh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the main actress, but she's a great performer. Everyone in it does an amazing job. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Steve, have you seen anything recently other than Star Wars? Nothing new, really. I watched Baby Driver. Ah, that's a little too old, a little too dated. I don't know. I mean, it came out within the last year. Rental, yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? Um, I did. I liked the car scenes a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were awesome because they weren't all CG. There you go. You know, if you liked the first Fast and the Furious, this might be a good (laughs) thing for you. This might be the what? What? Right? Watch it right afterwards. Yeah. The um, spiritual successor to the first Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, it's almost like there's uh, if there was a sequel to the first Fast and Furious, it would be this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good thing that doesn't exist out there anywhere. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it when I saw. I think I saw it once or twice in the theaters, and I I agree. It's it's very Edgar Wright is 
uh, does an awesome job and whoever if, i don't know if he just edits the movies or if he just has a really big hand in it but sure. they they always have a great uh visual flair yeah, they, they had huge stars in that movie mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. ansel like... elgort uh, <laughs> oh my god that guy whose name we don't say anymore yeah. uh was this uh kevin spacey's last oh boy i know he was in color of money or oh, edited it out he w- yeah he was yeah, he's, he's no longer out. in that i presume that there's it feels like anton yelchin had a movie that came out recently where even though he's passed away that there was right. still a role that he there's was probably in. something that he's filmed i'll bet he's on that, yeah he's on in a movie somewhere and they're just sitting not there. everybody has ridley scott money where they can just be like i'll just replace him with, replace him with christopher Plummer. what do yeah, i care yeah yeah I've got all all the it's all the money in the world, right? Isn't that the the color? I think the color of money. The color is of all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Baby Driver, but yes, good and and really good soundtrack too. It was yeah, yeah. it was very was unique. Excellent. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I still gotta see it. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, well, if we got nothing else to talk about, why don't we just get right into the main event? That is the theme song to Spaceballs uh, by the Spinners. <laughs> if you don't recognize the first, wait, the Spinners did that. The Spinners, I fucking love the, the Spinners. Yeah, they oh did my the. Goodness. They did the theme song to Spaceballs. Um, oh, that's great. May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, yep. The good, good choice. Thanks I think, for this movie. Yeah, great. Um, oh boy, <laughs> it, it, it begins. It begins now. I just gave a side so, item. In case, in case. Uh, in case you didn't listen to our last episode, uh, Max rated, uh, he was giving out his most disappointing uh, award to a movie. <clears throat> he gave it to the old uh, the old Last Jedi. Yeah. Ouch. So we are here to talk about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Indeed. Uh, I am curious. I don't know which one of you two I want to start because it. Well, what do you want? Uh, what do we start what do we say? What do we say to begin with? That we just what do we generally now? What do we or? now? What do we say? Please, may I talk about <laughs> Star Wars? Um, what? Uh, yeah, let's go around the table. What did everybody think of <clears throat> the Last Jedi? So let's start with Steven. Yes, our guest, please. My overall review would be: it was entertaining, but I don't feel like a lot happened during the movie. Okay, Robert. I. I've seen the movie three times. Uh-huh. Uh I was forced the other two times. Don't just kidding. Ah, forced. Um, <laughs> I I In typical I Star Wars. Thought I culture. liked it when I first saw it, but I was really confused. I was trying to I was it was very fresh. I bring a lot of baggage to Star Wars and a lot of movies for that matter, but uh then on my second viewing, I was like, I love this thing, and on my third viewing, I was like, yeah, this is this is some good Star Wars right here. Cool. So, um, like as we all know, this podcast is sponsored by Disney. So, Max, you're not allowed to give your opinion. <laughs> yeah. uh, I loved it, of course. Uh, Disney can do no wrong. Did and, you really love it? Did you just like it or not like it? Uh, I One of those three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save you for last, Max, because I feel like you've got the thing that's going to heat up, Robert. The hottest take. Um, I'm not going to I like it. Okay. I don't love it. Um, I... Uh, I there's some things we'll get to throughout okay. the movie that I have some problems with, but sure. I think overall, 
it didn't it didn't either add or subtract from my liking of star wars okay i'll say i All think right. it was a fu- it was a fine movie okay max it was awful Ooh. <laughs> it was very disappointing it like as i was watching it i kept physically sinking lower in my chair Ooh. Because that's I a just, problem with the chair. I, <laughs> Man, no yeah. wonder you didn't I like it. We got to see it. <laughs> Talk to the theater. Um, it it just it. I don't know. It's hard to put. Hard to figure out exactly what. It, well, it's we'll break it down the, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's mainly the tone. I think that okay. that really messed it up. But certain key points were just like they really didn't feel like they fit. And then other parts just didn't make sense, even if it was taken out of the Star Wars concept context. Because okay. I agree with you, I bring a lot of baggage. And sure. I was after coming out of it, I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, this guy's like slated to make three more Star Wars films in their own trilogy." Sure. And I thought, actually, I would prefer that to this movie. Like, I don't, I, I'm fine okay. with him working on Star Wars, but, but as one of the numbered number movies, okay, I right. feel like he really fucked it up. I feel wow. like, okay. And like, even before it came out, um, I was like really starting to worry. And I think the first thing that, that kind of like set me off a little bit was when he moved the scar on Kylo Ren's face. Oh. Like it, it went up a little bit through the bridge of his nose and he moved it to above his eye. And it's such a minor detail. Huh. And for that, I was just like, why is he doing this? Why is I, he changing it? And throughout the movie, he kept doing. He kept things. moving the scar around his face. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like, like no, maybe you mean <laughs> proverbially he was moving the scar around on other stuff in the he universe. He was just shitting on everything. Wow, like Star Wars. I was trying to be a little more eloquent about it, but <laughs> well, um, yeah, because you have respect for him, and he like I don't I just, have any. If, I don't if, know if, this guy from Adam. I do. Driver Ryan Johnson. We want you on the podcast. We love you. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Continue. I sorry. Go ahead. I just felt like uh, like he didn't like Star Wars, at least not the parts of Star Wars that most of the parts. Of, I, I'll give him some credit. There are things that I liked about this movie, obviously. Okay. But well, I don't overall, <laughs> I think that... <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Obviously, yeah, it's, obviously it's, because... It's one nice thing yet. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because I, it's, it's, a, it's a decent movie. Like, I would put it above all three of the prequels. But just right above it, it's like wow! It was competing head to head with. It's, it's the lightest we, turd floating on the exactly. top of the uh, toilet bowl. Okay, it, it was like I did not like that analogy <laughs> one bit. I thought it was very fitting. Uh, well, there you go. Split decision on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna fight okay. you over the analogy. Well, maybe I maybe we should should break it down a little because the the internet is awash in hot takes on this movie, and I feel like the most dismaying thing for me is that. There seems to be a, well, actually, I mean, you've you've just said yourself it's fine, but like the vocal minority seem, or maybe not a minority, but the uh, the most vocal people are like loved it so much or thought it was just uh, the biggest offense to Star Wars ever. So it just feels like there's a lot of extreme. It is weird because like on on, on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it has like a ninety something percent from critics, and then like the fans, it's like fifty. I don't know if it's the biggest division between those numbers on any movie, but it's it's, it's high. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge gap. Um. Yeah. At this point, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Can we? Are we safe to say that we'll probably just do spoilers throughout the the podcast? Yeah. I would think yeah. it would be easier to talk about if we could do that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Where do we want to start? I mean, could we talk about stuff in general. We don't have start, to go scene by scene. Recite the opening crawl word for word, Robert. Uh. Welcome to Star Wars. 
Darth Vader's grandson is angry. And his Death Star is gone. That's right. I said his Death Star. And if I didn't know any better, Luke Skywalker is going to be drinking milk in this movie. The end. That's a good place to start. One of my favorite scenes. Yeah, let's talk about... They wait like five minutes to start the movie just to trick you into leaving after it says the end. So can I start on like a general story thing that I think is interesting for all of the numbered Star Wars movies mm, okay this movie starts almost immediately pr- pretty much immediately after the last film prior to this there's always been a, a time jump an age gap where actors changed or they grew up or even when uh, Han gets stuck in Carbonite and Empire Strikes Back it's like three years in the comics yeah. and stuff until they actually get to Tatooine and rescue his ass so it's interesting that we end with Rey and Force Awakens handing the lightsaber to Luke when we see her next in this movie, that's literally where she's standing. It's there's that exact jump. But then there's also like a, a battle that happens sometime before that, or the or escape from Dakar, the yeah on the planet. I, well, I'm assuming that's just like the nearest base, and they're just flying off to, after they blew up the uh, the Star Killer Star Killer base. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, the Star I don't know. Fucker base. Like that's what I mean. It it doesn't. It's not immediate, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like I feel like that's the kind of thing you would see when the second Death Star blew up. If it had cut to the rebels or what happened afterwards, there's still star destroyers in the sky. There's still Tie fighters flying around. Like they would have to. So what you wanted was another like celebration scene with like I all the planets like, celebrating the Star Killer. I wanted base more poli- I wanted politicians talking about the Hosnian <laughs> system being blown up and what the taxes would be to yeah. to spend a re. No, so it it does. It starts with the. Uh, evacuation and we get um I, f- I have a feeling Max please jump in whenever something is like not is, when is your radio really meter reaches we start up. pretty much with Poe Dameron prank calling uh General Hux yeah, all right I'll not- jump in here yeah. that okay. part was fucking off yeah okay. I mean, everybody I will, knows I will yeah. agree with you on this okay. I I will generally say I hated the way they treated General Hux in this movie oh. like he was like in in the Force Awakens, he doesn't really do a lot, but like he yells, he yells, and he has that big speech on the Star Killer base. That's where mostly, like, yeah. he almost starts crying. He, like yeah. he's like he's got such conviction, like we will wipe out the resistance, and like his eyes are red and he's crying. I'm like, sure, he's kind of scary. Like there's a lot of conviction there. Hmm. This movie. They might as well have pantsed him in every scene he was in. <laughs> they should have. Such Snoke should have pantsed him with the Force. I, he might like like really. I, Kylo Ren sub- might as well have like kicked him in the butt in every scene. It was just like he was such a clown. He was. He's rapidly loyal to Snoke in the First Order, but are we supposed to be scared of him? Like I was never intimidated Not, by him. Like, I, was, I don't think you're supposed to be scared of him, but I also don't think you're supposed to be like, look at this fucking dude. Like he sucks. Like yeah. and then this movie, it was just like, yeah, he kind of he sucks. Like there's just no. He's not like nobody respects him. Like everybody's kind of laughing at him behind his back. Sure. And then Kylo Ren just punks him out. And then he's just like, that's that's it for the rest of the movie. If, if I had to criticize the actual exchange between them, uh, there's a little calm banter in the other movies. Han Solo, when they fuck up in the Death Star in the fourth one. Is right. Like, but Han but Solo it's, like, doesn't... it's also it's like a fraction of the time. This is like this delayed thing. And it it seems to be he's he is he, one of the officers is like he's tooling with you, sir. He's stalling. He's <clears throat> fucking with you, and that's all to what? Power up his engine to to shoot ahead really fast or something? He's he's stalling to attack the dreadnought. Right. But it's also good to know that phones exist in the Star Wars universe. Well, that's, that, like you I could mean, put somebody on hold. The well, whole. But this is a thing I, where like that, to me that was that like really bugged me. It, like it totally took me out of it immediately. And this is the like mm. the first scene of the movie, and all of a sudden, I mean, immediately, I'm just like, oh well, we're not in Star Wars anymore. Or now wait, we're why? in Spaceballs. Now, what about the? 
or what about like just the way that they're able to hail them or what no do you just mean? i think the concept of saying i'll uh, put you I'll, on hold yeah i'll hold well it's also starting a movie out with comedy i mean i don't think many of the star wars start with a, a tone of comedy so much and it's i mean it's I don't, in a serious universe and there's funny things that happen but this one starts off goofy which and it's is weird yeah completely different type of comedy i think than what they did put into the old ones where like r2d2 would kind of like you know he would uh say his little thing in in beeps and then c3po would respond in like the the way so it's like they had bb8 talking to him he said uh, i have a bad feeling about this uh, yeah it was uh, <laughs> yeah i i kind of did like that that little that nod. Was, yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's it's, but, it's just a bummer because like you have to like look it up to be like, oh, cool. That's right. what he, or you could infer it, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we don't like the prank call. I I don't mind it. It could have been a little shorter, and it's just this distraction to go forward. Uh, he blows up like all the guns on the dreadnought so that everyone can get away. But then Leia tells him to turn around, and he says, "No, not nah, nah, nah. He turns off his his phone, <laughs> cell phone, <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm gonna, we're gonna bring in the. I'm putting my iPhone on airplane mode." And yeah. uh, on, on X-Wing mode. Yeah. Um, so then these bombers came in. The weird thing, too, is like, what are these? So were the bombers were all leaving. And then he was like, hey, guys, bring it on back. Uh, no, don't listen to Leia. Yeah. And they, so they bring the bombers in. Um, I really like the bombers because they that whole scene reminds me of all the dogfights in Star Wars are based on Lucas loving those old military serials and things like that. And 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 dogfights in like World War Two. So having like actual bomber planes coming in and, and physically dropping bombs in space yeah. i i liked and worked and there's some bullshit uh expanded universe reason like they're magnetically charged to go towards the hull and that's why there's gravity and stuff but uh-huh. i think it just evokes that for me that's what the tie fighters and x-wings are supposed to be like initially so i like that there was a bombing run i liked that that concept a lot did you did you like the dreadnought attack or um i thought I didn't have a big problem with it, but I did think that some of the scenes were um, were cut or filmed in or edited. I'm not sure what it is that really gives me the feeling, but it was just kind of that new kind of CG action. Hmm. Not not uh, it wasn't a good feeling. It was just kind of that okay. like, oh, this is just kind of cookie cutter, make an action scene and and do it without kind of like placing it in the Star Wars universe. Okay, uh, just because I, I, something like the way. Um, Poe was zipping around and the camera was following him through all of that and it just sure. they're if, not if, traditional like x-wing shots because it was all like models and stuff so now that they can actually like have him like push up against the side of his x-wing and do this crazy quick u-turn is not mm-hmm. something you see before i thought it was cool looking but i also know what you mean about it looking more unnatural there was it, no camera like, there it, yeah if you yeah if you could compare it to another uh scene in star wars it would be from the prequel you know the, the, of a scene following somebody flying around in the starfighter it would be sure. kind of like you know, Anakin and uh, now this is Obi-Wan pod flying through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so, and oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's all right. Nah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just right off the bat, all we're five minutes in, and I'm already like two disappointments okay. uh, into it, and it just kept happening, kind of at that pace. Like, well, well, we'll, we'll move movie. on. Yeah. They they set up that one of the only bomber that gets through is Paige Tico's, and she is the sister of a character we'll meet later. But she like sacrifices herself to to release her bombs and destroys this dreadnought. I will say one of the things I did like in this movie was yeah. um, they show you like the rebel fighters, um, like you know, like checking in, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I love that, like, the first, I think the first three or four rebel 
pilots they show are women or people of color. They're not old English white guys. It's not like just like all movies. white guys. I love that. Like it yeah. wasn't like Greg Grunberg and whatever J.J. Abrams I'm apostle. Oh, Zap yeah. Wexley is not back. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was like yeah, it was like the first one was like a woman and then the second one was a person of color and I was like this is this is pretty cool like that like plus like come on Star Wars like yeah, it's a big universe there should be lots of different yeah. people. So but I like honestly that. more I, aliens I too, honestly but. I really that like not that I was it feels weird to say I was surprised by that, but I kind of was, it was like a nice, sure. I, I like that, that mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, oh, by the way, everybody in this movie is white other than Finn. Even in the old movies, the aliens were all coded white. Where you're yeah. Like, oh, you're a white Do you not, That feels like uh, it carried over from The Force Awakens. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Having like a black, almost the lead. <laughs> sure. Arm, one yeah. of the leads. Yeah. And, yeah. and a female as the lead. Yeah. You know, interracial sure relationship. <laughs> yeah, you know, will I, they? Won't they? Cool. So I was happy to see some Asians right from the get go. Yeah, I Rogue One did. characters Rogue were one a little more fleshed mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's never a bad thing. I think that's a, a good thing about the the uh, the acquisition of Star Wars as a whole and kind of more money and resources being able to put into it is that they can afford to. Well, ne- ne- there, there shouldn't be as a money limit where they like can't do that for some reason. But like, yeah, there's no reason they they shouldn't. I feel like. What what better? Why not give people all different kinds of people a character to right. to really like go for? Mm-hmm. Not that ki- all kids didn't want to be Han or Luke Skywalker or Leia sure. when they were a kid, but it's nice to really see someone in in your see yourself on the screen in yeah. a way. Um, uh, okay, so so yeah, opening off to a rocky start. Um, for, they, for me only. Then no, it's okay. That's okay. I, it's okay. I, I'm not. No, I'm 100 percent on I, board. I I think I'm like split between you two because like the, sure. the, the the I'll hold. Thing really bothered me, mm. but I also really liked the bomber sequence. Like I thought, mm. that sure. was, I thought that was, I thought it was a cool. really fun. Yeah. Actually, I like how bad they got fucked up, and and Poe was arrogant. And this is a big arc of every character we'll talk about is is failure and and trying to sure. Learn but from that I think failure. like one of the things that I don't like, uh, you know, we'll get more into it sure. throughout the movie. One of the things that really bothers me is how many people have to die for Poe to learn lessons in this movie, and I like that to me is like. Makes him I, I hard hope to redeem. I hope in nine there's more of an arc for like like dozens of people in the resistance sure. died because Poe was like no I'm gonna do this instead yeah I think we'll we'll get into it when we talk we can talk about like the individual characters too but I think yeah. he's got an important one where like he knows how good he is and he's arrogant about that he also thinks it entitles him to like no more than he's allowed to in a right. military situation and uh yeah there's a lot of hubris there where like he thinks he's saving more lives than because he's he's mad that he doesn't know the plan yeah what Um, upset me was a little communication would have completely solved that situation this is a a movie trope this is like when someone on a show discovers some secret like on lost someone discovered that the others were wearing fake beards and rags and weren't really these jungle people yeah that doesn't tell anyone for a season. It's like, yeah. I would be screaming about that to everyone. Well, there's nothing else to talk about on the island. Just tell them about yeah. it. So in a, in a movie like this too, where there's no reason there can't be some, I don't know how Poe turns Leia off in his communicate. Like, does, right. Cause you not talk to anyone now. She's like, Oh my God, he just turned it all off. <laughs> the bombers are leaving now. Great. Um, he, so that, yeah, the bombing run successful. They destroy the dreadnought. He gets back on the ship right before they go into hyperspace. And then Leia slaps him and dresses him down. In fact, busts him down a rank. Yeah. And says, like, you know, you fucked up. And he's like, well, we took down a dreadnought. And she says, well, there, there's a, uh, or he says, like, a lot of heroes died out there. And you're not really respecting that. And she said, a lot of dead heroes, no leaders. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't 
you weren't out there like leading them and helping the right way. You were just doing what you wanted to do. Um, as soon as they warp away, Finn wakes up. Here's another comedy scene, right? Back to suit, walking around yeah. all juicy. Yeah. Uh, that's a first interaction. In fact, like I think that was like a little nod to like the possible bromance between uh, uh, Finn and Poe because there's a lot of like shipping of them online. And then the first thing that BB-8 says, he's like, what? Uh, Finn's like, wait, what is he? He woke up. He's, he's all wet. What's going on? And he was kind of like very interested in that. And then he sees him and he's like in his back to suit and he's all banged up. Did you think that I thought his injury was going to be very severe? I thought he might have like a robot back or something because he got like <laughs> freaking lightsabered so hard in the last movie. Um, but no, he's fine. Um, and he quickly is freaking out because this is the Poe from the last movie and he just wants to find Ray and get away from the people. He's not a rebel. Yeah. And he's trying to get away from the First Order and he just wants to flee. Um, so I think uh, there's, a, there's a scene before this with Ray, but he basically tries to escape with an escape pod and meets Rose, whose sister died during the bombing run. And when she finds out he's trying to like escape, she stuns him. And he tries to explain that he has like a beacon that will lead Rose back or uh, uh, Ray back to them, but he wants to get it as far away from their ships as possible because he doesn't have any faith that this thing is going to work. Yeah. So they set up their B plot. Uh, but we cut back first to Ro or Ray and uh, Luke on Octo. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. I loved Rose. You loved Rose. I loved Rose. Okay. I thought like I like uh -oh. more than uh -oh. <laughs> Steve, Steve shaking his head over yeah. here. I I. I liked, I mean, again, you're talking about like seeing different, like having people be able to see themselves on screen mm -hmm. in, in a, in a big, big action movie like Star you're, Wars. You're a rose. I'm definitely a rose. Um, no, it's just, it's, it, I liked having a, like an Asian character sure. on screen and not like, I, I don't know. I, some of this shit I saw on Twitter, which was like just reprehensible was mm. like, you know, she's not attractive, blah, blah, blah. Or like. The one thing that really bothered me was somebody posted a picture of Grace Park next to a picture of I I don't know the actress's name but who played Rose oh uh, but Grace Park from um, Battlestar Galactica mm -hmm. and it was like <laughs> Battlestar casting an Asian versus Star Wars casting an Asian you pick and I was like fuck you dude like, they weren't casting for like it number one doesn't matter and yeah. number two it's not she doesn't have to be a space model it doesn't matter it doesn't even I'm happy that you were happy to see the representation but also i liked her as a character yeah outside of her right space race yes. whatever whatever planet she's from yeah. or whatever uh what were you gonna say max i think steve oh, I, oh sorry yeah yeah i think steve had more to say i was oh, just sure. gonna uh comment on the battlestar galactica i think it's oh. funny that it got brought up because i i really think that uh that ryan johnson was like a total totally big uh battlestar galactica fan in a way that i really didn't like okay but we'll get into that more later and uh Steve, I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to agree with why you didn't necessarily like Rose. Maybe, maybe not. Well, first, yeah, I agree with Andrew. I'm happy to see minorities and new stars get a chance to be on film. Sure. Um, Asian characters, I mean, that's great. Uh, I thought Donnie Yen was the best Asian character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, cheering um, way. And so it's a high <coughs> bar to set. But uh, the main reason... Um, that I didn't like Rose. I just didn't really think she was likable, first off. But the absolute main reason is because I felt like she created a wedge between Ray a wedge and, Antilles. Uh, and Finn. That's what I thought. I thought they oh. were setting up Ray and Finn oh. as kind of a thing mm. in the universe, and I did not like Rose interjected in there. Mm. Uh, there is a... No, I, mm. there is... 
there's a lot left open at the end of the first movie. I think some people assumed it might go that way. There's a knowing glance at the end of this movie. It's all very open-ended. Sure. Uh, so we'll see. Did you... Or- Oh, well, I guess uh, not entirely different, but kind of different. I just thought she was underdeveloped. I thought that um, like the idea of her was great, but I thought that like a lot of things they just kind of jumped here and there. And they, I did and hear with a, with a lot of stuff in the movie. I felt this way that they just kind of like had good points, stuff that I should fucking love. Mm-hmm. One of the only points where I actually laughed during the movie was when they said they're going to like a ref- wretched hive of scum and villainy. And then they, it turned out to be just like the rich Beautiful. planet. Yeah. I was like, okay, fantastic. I love that. Okay. And, um, but then I really hated that entire planet and that whole Ooh. scene was throwaway and like all of okay. we'll we'll it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll talk about Canto Bite. But, um, but the whole thing just was underdeveloped. Is yeah. That, like I didn't believe that she had developed anything for uh, Finn, Finn. At, by the end of it. I thought that her mm. way, like she had this message uh, when she, okay, we'll just skip to it when, uh, when she when he's like barreling toward towards sacrificing himself cannon. towards the cannon, uh, and then she just runs into him and knocks him out, and uh, and says like, "Hey, love's the only thing that can conquer hate." And uh, like when you hear, I I the idea of that is fantastic. I love it. I think it's true. Hey, I love love. I think that, uh, no, it, yeah. we we're all gonna go on the record, guys. <laughs> yeah. I I love it, but um. But as it was presented, it was just like, this is some fucking corny after school bullshit. And I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Mm. She just sacrificed everyone she knew and cared about for this guy who uh, like was trying to run away earlier in the movie that she stopped from being a total asshole. He then later tried to run away again, I think. Like, there's no reason for her to like this guy. But she fell in love with him because he was a boy near her. Like, that's... that seemed like that was all there was to him. That's okay. valid. We can, yeah. I, we can, we can, I, we should break it down more when we go through it. But I feel like she's bringing this. She knows who he is. There's like this fandom already. Yeah. So I feel like she knows him through the stories that she's heard just in the brief time that he's defected. You, you've defected from the first order. Not not enough to base a real relationship. But you got to admit, there's there's a a star starstruckness to that kind I of I feel like if it, Leia man. walked in the room, if Poe walked in the room, she would have done the same thing. Any, no, you're not any, wrong. Any, uh, you, you know, know I may be wrong, but I hero. think specifically for her, it's like you, you're not just fighting. You're not already on the right side. You were on the wrong side and got out and are, and were helping us and doing all this stuff. And also in the same way that there's all these stories of Han and Luke and stuff, who knows what has finally gotten to her that is like, did you hear Finn almost cut Kylo's face off with a lightsaber? Like that might've been a story that someone said and she's building it up. It, like most movies and especially a movie like this, this is a ticking clock movie. They have 18 hours, I think in this movie where they're, yeah. They, the the uh, First Order catches up to them, and uh, Snoke's ship, the Supremacy, is behind them, too. Forget the Dreadnought. They've screwed up. This yeah. thing's behind them now. They can stay far enough away from their lasers to to not be uh, not have them not penetrate their shields, but they have limited fuel reserves, and if they jump into hyperspace, they'll be caught again. So now they're in this game, this waiting game, where they have to figure out some way to slip away or something. Did anyone here um, like that setup? The Not slow, slow fucking no. chase. <clears throat> Thank um, you. All right, all right, I don't know. I, I can I can think of a million different possible Star Wars scenarios, but I thought it was interesting to have one that took place so soon after the last one and really see like, yeah, the rebels were are there's resistance has no government backing them anymore. They're truly just this hodgepodge of ships. And now, wouldn't it be more unrealistic if they were somehow 
besting them still. I mean, Poe already is blowing up that's the dreadnought. Not, I guess that's that's not what I'm getting at. Just I like the seeing idea them on the ropes. Of, on oh, the ropes oh, is oh, good. I'm sorry, you mean like the actual concept slowly of like, the away actual, while like, getting hit? Well, they, the actual concept of like a ticking clock. They talk like, it away by saying, uh, Hux literally says, what is the point of all of this if we can't destroy a couple small vessels? And he's like, could. well, they're light cruisers, sir. They're, they can, we're these huge, giant, awesome ships, but we can only go so fast outside of hyperspace. We just can't do it. And also, they this is Star Wars. Ships. This is science fantasy. Their lasers can't penetrate the thing. I'm like, how do ships fly in and out of their but shields? Here, lasers here, can't. We'll, we'll pick it apart because it's okay. all of this. That's total bullshit. They have mm. TIE fighters. They can just zip right to them. Well, they they bring, can do exactly what uh, Poe did where they where they fly to it. Like, yes. Why did that first Star Destroyer not have any shields when he just threw, flew the through it? Yeah, and he just like took out all of the why cannons does, on I the I think on apparently the shields don't protect against it you wouldn't blow up against an invisible shield it's just like energy so i'm guessing like lasers don't do it oh so they could have flown tie fighters directly through they do remember kylo and his star his tie silencer and those two come after them and they attack leia's ship but later on one of the ties gets blown up and hux is like if you don't come back here we can't cover you you're gonna die and then, it's their way of saying that, like, they have enough rounds on the ship. There's, like, 40 people in, in those I don't, ships. I, like, I'm just saying, like, that's what they said in the movie is, like, Kylo, like, reacts, like, violently because his wingman gets blown up. And then he's, like, Hux is, like, get back here. You're too far from the fleet. But for the shield thing, I mean, later in the movie, Poe has to, like, very momentarily deactivate that sliver of shield so he can slip through right or uh dj when they're trying to get to the star destroyer yeah yeah, yeah. yes but that's only for detection it doesn't it's not that they would uh, blow up or against the shield okay, it's just that you. they want to slip on without being detected i do want to i do want to mention one scene i really sure it, like is like very jarring done. and that's when kylo and his and his buds come in and they blow up the bridge oh. and Leia ends up in space. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And the force saves her. She I, like this Thomas. is a really divisive scene online and I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. So let me, let me just get my stuff out of the way. It, I'm not sure how you would have like filmed it or done it differently that it didn't look a little awkward. People are calling it the Mary Poppins yeah. and, and, and it looks like she's flying and stuff. I don't know how else, though, you would visually... I mean, yes, there's. A, it's possible that there could be some other visual representation of her using the Force that wasn't this. She could just deflect a bolt of, of a laser, too, and just be like, hey. Right. But they chose to do this. It was... I was freaking out in the theater because it was, like, such a quick thing where, like, literally everyone on the bridge, in, including, rest in peace, Admiral Akbar. Yeah, fuck that. What yeah. the fuck? I'm, I'm with you on that. That's That was like an off-screen. I was they later this on like, a, oh, by the I'll way. I'll just point out another example of Ryan Johnson just shitting on, on past Star Wars for no reason true, except that he didn't care about it. But Admiral Ackbar hasn't, he's like less than a Boba Fett in the sense that like he says a couple funny things and he's like a crazy fish man, but he isn't like this amazing crazy character. It's just, but. Doesn't matter. If you're in, if you are in control of the movie, sure. you can. And you, you can know say, yeah. he's a likable character. It, Anything like that, you can do I would have liked a more personal uh, visual of, of him passing away, but I also feel like it hits home like, yep, these big guys that have been around forever and your Admiral Ackbar's in your... home. I didn't even realize... Sorry. I didn't even realize he was there, but uh, he just like everyone died instantly. It didn't hit mm. home because it was all just like uh, all and then, at once. And then she flies back into the ship. I was very excited to see... Princess Leia, for the first time in all of the Star Wars movies, used the Force because she's a Skywalker child, and it was cool to see her do that. 
It just, uh, I guess, like, it was, like, a, a Force thing that, like, had never... Other there's than, a like, lot of new Force I, stuff I've, in this movie. I've heard, like, it happens in Rebels. Like, somebody... Sure. Like, it happens in Rebels that, like, Darth Maul saves himself that way. And but, like, people it go seemed like a totally new, like... Yes. Like, I've never seen someone in Star Wars survive in space through using the Force. So it was, like, a, no, it was, like, a right. new thing that just didn't really look... You've got something to say. Well, it's just um, when the Millennium Falcon lands in that asteroid yeah. and it turns out that they're in a, a space worm, they all go outside of the ship <laughs> with just like mask oxygen yeah, masks. Right. Yeah. So to me, like Star Wars space means next It's kind of cold. It's like it, Guardians like, of okay. the Galaxy space. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. It's so sort of yeah, chilly. Yeah. This is surprisingly like I didn't really mind this scene. I thought it looked awkward as oh. hell and I thought they could have done it better if she didn't travel for like... 30 miles to get yeah, back. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was just way too much. She was on another like, planet. And... and in terms of like uh, force work, they've already had done force jumps that make you jump really high. Sure. And they've done, uh, you, you know, you can lift things and move things. So it didn't really, okay, that's fine. Uh, I don't really, and she can survive out in space. It just seemed like that was okay, but it looked awful. It was jarring mm. because of the way it was filmed, not yeah. necessarily because of what was happening. Hmm. Yeah, I, there's probably a way they could have done it differently or some other visual of the force. I, it was just plus like i i don't know like it, i had heard that she had filmed all of her stuff but i had no idea how much she was going to be in it so when you see a character like that fly out of a freaking spaceship you're like was that all was that a rap on carrie fisher on this freaking series <laughs> That's a series rap on yeah carrie. so i it was it was jarring but uh, yes it's it's divisive it i i think it looks a little clunky but the the part of me that loves star wars is just like was so excited to see her use the force and be like oh my god she knows how to use Oh, yeah. The force and is like she's compelling. also used it, used it before just to sense where Luke was and all. Yeah, that. so just like in her infancy of her powers coming out, where they're just kind of like b- barely pinging each other like that. Um, okay, well, we didn't even talk about what do we, what do we think? Because a lot of the movie takes place on Octo with Luke and Ray. A lot of the movie takes place through Force FaceTime with uh, Kylo Ren and Ray. Uh, so, that part I liked. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of new Force powers in this, and I liked this new Force power where there was almost this Force. Uh, what would you even call it? It was like an astral projection almost. That was Snoke's doing, correct? It is revealed that Snoke... Snoke. Yeah, according to what he is saying, if we can take any of that to heart, he opened up that channel. And Kylo claims when he sees uh, Rey for the first time, like, there's no way that you're doing this, the strain would kill you. Uh The the amount of energy you would have to put forth to project this kind of thing would would be devastating to you. So they don't know why it's happening, but there's this connection... Turns out, and it might be that Snoke was doing it on purpose. He claims later on in the movie that he knows that Kylo wouldn't be able to help himself talking to her and taunting Rey, and Rey wouldn't be able to help herself being like, you can be redeemed, you can be redeemed. He thought he was playing them off each other brilliantly, and we'll see how well that plan turns out to, uh, yeah. takes off. I did, yeah. one of my least favorite, another one of my least favorite lines in the movie is when like he FaceTimes her again and he's not wearing <laughs> a shirt, and she's like, can you put something on? Just like, I, I hate your guts. I want to kill you, but you're kind of grossing me out right now. Can you put on a shirt? She's from a desert planet where there's like big, ugly pig monsters and yeah. like freaking dudes like trying to steal. And she's like, doesn't like shredded pecs. I didn't think about this until later, but didn't, maybe it, it was there, but didn't he get shot in the stomach by Chewbacca? Like, did he still have that? Or yeah. Was, well, it's below his, his super high it's pant on the, line. It's on the, it's on the dick. Oh, no, he gets shot good. in the stomach. That's what he's pounding in The Force Awakens when he's fighting. Uh, okay, Finn. but his pants were just too high. You couldn't to see, see the wound. You there's a, there's the a cut, there's a okay. cut scene I hear where he's like really pounding on the other wound, if you know what I'm talking about. Ooh, yeah, baby. Uh, he's got the burn that 
Finn, I think, gave him, or, or Ray maybe jabbed him in the shoulder. There's a big scar, and yeah. then the one on his face. I genuinely didn't notice that the scar had like changed dramatically. It was it's, yeah, it's not the a burn. Big... I, think is... I think in that scene, it's over his mouth, right? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. It's well, yeah. They, she cuts the... his eyes and mouth off, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just like I. It was like a burn at the time too, so I didn't. It, it was hard to to tell. But at any rate, um, or we didn't even talk about the fact too, like earlier when Hux they have invented a technology where they can track people through hyperspace. So that sucks for the resistance. And when Hux goes to visit Snoke, they sort of give him no, there's definitely no like, Hey guys, slow pan up. Here he is. Snoke. It's just like Snoke sitting there and he's like, hi, I'm Snoke. I look exactly like my projection does, except I like 30 that. feet smaller. Yeah. I like that. I that do it, too. Because the emperor in Empire Strikes Back is a giant head. Yeah. That talks to Vader. And then, but did everyone assume in 1980, whatever, that the Emperor was a giant head man that floated around? I mean, I, let's go back to 1980, whatever, and see what people are saying. Oh, man, I can't wait to see this uh, Empire Strikes Back. Hey, did you? Radical, dude. Oh, I broke my skateboard here. Did you hear that? Wait, have you heard the new Duran Duran album? I did. I was listening to it on the way to see this new Stars War movie. Star- uh, <laughs> did you know that the Emperor, I think he's a big head guy. Have you heard the scuttlebutt about this? <laughs> A scuttlebutt on where? the We don't have an internet now. I invented something called the internet if you want to check Al it out. Al Gore? But, hey, but don't tell anyone about it for a couple of years, okay? Okay, Al. Hey, and that was that. Wow. <laughs> We're back. Robert and I traveled back in time <laughs> to report back. Uh, Where'd you guys go? We went to 1980-something. Hey, that's our secret. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, Snoke is given no sort of uh kind of applause break yeah <laughs> applause break it's Woo! yeah i mean i look applauded at the, look at the baby face but he says he says something that is very funny later on which he says like as hux is leaving as kylo ren's coming in he says do you know why i keep a rabid cur like that around and he's like because if you keep them mad enough you can manipulate them to do whatever you want and i think kylo thinks he's talking about hux yeah but i think he's talking he's about talking, kylo yeah. too and uh yeah, this is just, I, there's a lot of failure in this movie, but there's some very satisfying failure where you're like, ooh, baby, you were <laughs> underestimating everything. I yeah. mean, it's classic dark side user too. The emperor was, my, your friends, I'm afraid it's a quite operational Death Star. He was very uh, you know, funny with uh, Luke yeah. when he met him too. So, um, but did you like, what did you think to have, what did you think of Snoke? And we finally see Andy Serkis walking around with him. And I, I think like, Again, it, it's sort of underdeveloped in a way where, like, I didn't really feel any genuine, like, ooh, like, he is, like, I... Sinister. Yeah, but I think, like, I will say it is more in service of a reveal later. That's why I like that he's, like, we'll get to it, but he's, like, a red hair. You think that this is going to be the big villain of this yeah. trilogy, but he's just a guy. Yeah. He's just a guy that is training the real guy. What, what do you... No, why don't you say something about it? Come on. Okay. <laughs> I liked him at first. I liked uh, okay. I liked the fact that he was because he's I always thought it was weird. Well, I guess the emperor was kind of um, in charge of everything and he just got yeah. uh, tricked by Vader. And I guess the same thing happened here. Yeah. But he was uh, so good at manipulating everybody and they kept trying things on him and he kept just like Who are being you? one step ahead of oh. Ray and, oh, sorry, sorry, and yeah. Kylo both and basically like yeah i got you guys here like i was doing She's like all we're this. gonna go there and was, we're gonna like ice this dude and he was yeah. like i was the one who could hear your phone yeah. call uh, yeah yeah i brought you that guys was a three-way here. dog <laughs> and then they tried a couple times with the lightsabers and stuff and you just like hit her in the back of the head i thought it was all you know pretty decent and mm-hmm. then um i just didn't think there was any explanation for why he got cut in half like why why was a lightsaber that <laughs> 
Don't you uh, blink what? for I, like four seconds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like closed his eyes and then was did like... You, did any of you think that that, that was wasn't going boom. to happen? Like you saw it moving and you saw the hand, but did you think that Snoke also was going to stop that or also oh, yeah, knew yeah, that was I, happening? Yeah, I yeah. thought there was no reason why he wouldn't. And that's why it bothered me so much. Yeah. Even Agreed. though... I think it was a little like you were talking about like like it was another setup of like he's so confident in himself that like it's the downfall of all of these dumb yeah. dark side users. And again like that, I think it I think it you know it is in service of the the reveal turn. later the turn later where um do we just want to say just, it sure when Kylo Ren like he sort of lets Ray believe that they're on the same side and they they so he he turns Ray's lightsaber onto Snoke and cuts him in half using the Force. Mm-hmm. And so then they fight off all of the uh, Praetor- the Snoke's guards, which like, come on, oh like they awesome. It was a it was a great fight scene, but like, would, would it really take them that long to beat up like six guards? I mean, we've had the Magna Guard, General Grievous's guys, give them a bunch of crap, and they're just yeah. like wear have like purple sticks, and like there's yeah. always these things in the video games too. There's always something that can block a lightsaber. Even the freaking stormtrooper in Force Awakens has a stun stick that. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Lightsabers don't cut through this, so yeah. there's actually a fight between these two things. I like that. Do do two lightsabers ever meet in this movie? No, I don't Blades? think so. Everyone's complaining about it, so I don't think so. Uh oh. Yeah. I, I thought. Well, I'm trying to think genuinely. Oh, you know they do in a in the flashback. Luke and Luke yeah, and, you're right. Luke and uh, Ben's lightsaber yeah. connect. Um, but literally, the Praetorian Guard fight is just these kind of vibro weapons and these stabs. Yeah, I, I love I, that. I, scene. I never wanted to see a like force or a. a whip one of the like a, oh. a force not a yeah. force whip but you know like a it's like a whip weapon whip. I, sure i thought that was so what about a force nene what well, that thing go. was awesome that was that was a, a nod to ivy from soul caliber <laughs> i was about to say soul caliber yeah the sword well, that can turn into a, i think it's cool it's all over the place in like expanded universe they always had uh there were like, lightsaber, lightsaber whips, whips. there lightsaber and I, like i thought pistols. i hope i never see this in any actual star wars thing like just keep it in the comics and keep it in all these mm. corny things i mean it wasn't quite that bad where it wasn't just like a, i don't think it was like an op weapon or something that was like so crazy that i not couldn't op i just thought that would look hella oh. stupid like why would you have this little like i love flying like kind of tangles like her up and draws ray in and yeah it's a, it's i love I, based on a real weapon it's that's it all right not? but why why turn it into a laser oh wait is it, is, yeah. it is based on something oh yeah they have oh all, all sorts of laser. that's cool those are real i saw gun blades are real from ff8 oh, no, no, no they so. are i was really on, in the british museum some king wow. english king got gun blades wow yeah um, oh, yeah. but I think like, as we were talking about the, the turn of Kylo Ren, where he, you know, is fighting alongside Ray and Ray's like, come on, like we can stop the, the attack on we the rebel ships. Stop, yeah. And he's like, why would I want to do that? Like we can rule the galaxy together. Well, and, and like, I was like, cause I was like, I was thinking like, as they're fighting together, I'm like, I wonder who is really going to be like behind all of this. Like who is like the bad guy for nine? It turns out it's the it, bad guy. It did not occur to me in that scene that it would be Kylo Ren. And so I, I think I that was a genuine twist where like, I was really like caught up and like, yo, if Kylo's good, like who's going to be the bad guy. And then he's like, no, like I, I want this. Like, well, and he, I, I, what I like is that he says like, I was, I wasn't joking about killing the past. He's like the resistance, the Jedi, the Sith, the First Order, even he doesn't even want his own army. Yeah, he's like, I don't want any of this. That's that's kind of why I believed it. That part didn't bother me. I thought that was actually pretty cool. No, it, it didn't bother me at all. I loved it. And I then he like, oh, okay. yeah, he does like a pickup artist thing where he's like, hey, no one wants you. I, yeah, but I want you. Yeah. So he did. Yeah, he did make her. Those yeah. digits. Yeah. Uh, 
Hit me up, girl. Listen, I don't know if we're still FaceTiming psychically. Yeah. I need to get your phone number. No, I thought that scene was great. And like, okay. truly, like, I, I thought that made him a thousand times. Like, and it was heartbreaking because... Like, you think Ray thinks like, hey, he turned. He's fighting. Yeah. He's like, he's fighting because the whole right the now. whole movie. She's like, I'm going to turn you. Like, you know, like yeah. I and she's even says it to Luke. Like, I'm going to turn him. You like, gave up on him, but I have. Yeah. Like, and so like it is like a truly heartbreaking thing where like Luke, the whole movie is like he's gone. Like, there's no he gone. Yeah, he gone, girl. Like, there's what? Uh, oh, I was going to ask too. What? Because we haven't really gotten to it. What did you guys think of of Mark Hamill of Luke Skywalker in this movie? We haven't even talked about him. Uh, Max, me, I got to hear. Sure. Okay, I guess. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with him for the most part, except I don't, I really don't believe that he would have gone after, uh, that he would have ignited the lightsaber. Like, I don't think he would have gone that far to actually consider killing him. Like, I understand he's like, okay, I got to get rid of this, but to actually turn the lightsaber on, I think is hmm. too far. That's a bridge too far. I, I love like the, the Rashomon style kind of like, you see the first flashback and it's, one telling of the event where it's like, oh, Luke Skywalker came, uh, or I went to go, what is it? Luke says it first. He's like, I went to Kylo's hut. He had and, a halo over his head and he was like, uh, Ben, yeah. can I? He was like, are you here to tuck me in? And Luke was like, I'm actually a Sith tonight. I was going to fight him. And then you get the other version later, which is like, actually, uh, you know, he was like this danger and I came and then I defended myself. And then you get the real version, which is like, he had this horrible moment in his mind where he was like, Think of all the good that could have been. Think of what I could do if I sense his darkness in him and I stop this right now. I don't let this become another Vader. Mm-hmm. And he does. He he ignites his lightsaber and for a moment has this thought. And he says it passes so fleetingly away, but I felt so sickened by myself that I would even have considered it. Yeah. But- I don't think the the igniting it is a bridge too far, but I think that's the that's it wouldn't have been his power if, if ben had woke up and go oh you showing me your lightsaber on her turned hunky? on yeah hunky would, luke hunky but yeah to me it's just like hunky luke but i think that's part of his failure too like isn't that like a part of it that like he's he sees vader 2.0 in front of him and he's like i should really stop calling him vader 2.0 for one <laughs> i'm um, setting him up yeah for failure. Boy, why am i doing this um but that he has that low of a moment. Like our Luke Skywalker, who went onto the Death Star at the end, thinking he would die in Return of the Jedi because he wanted he thought he could turn his dad back and almost died doing it. The Emperor had him. He's like, this is my lap dog. You, you don't have any chance. So he has like another moment where he's like, I could stop all this potential horribleness if I just end it right now. I like that for the character. I, I like I, that lowness. I like all of it except for like... It went too far to the point where I couldn't believe it. Mm. Where like I like the idea of that I that con that that flashing before his eyes. I okay. could take this out and I I could do that. But the fact that he actually goes through the steps, the process to do that, and he's like lifting up a lightsaber. That mm. was just corny, and that was just for the plot. That was just so he could like you know Hux when Hux is reaching for his gun to kill Kylo. Yeah, and then Kylo wakes up and he just like puts his. Uh, the jacket back sure. i thought that was cool i thought that was funny i thought that was for a great. second he was like i can just kill this guy while he's asleep yeah exactly and i was like he's okay asleep. that's believable and then he just like puts it away and that's that's all you really need you don't need him like p- pulling out the gun aiming it at him Put, and then putting, putting a back. laser into it it's just uh, like <laughs> getting ready to yeah. shoot laser cartridge yeah it's just too much and so that's kind of how i felt about that hmm. and it, it seemed to happen a lot in the movie where it was just like characters went that extra step just so the the rest of the movie can work the way it did the way like Ho, 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 Hodo Holdo. Ho, Ho, 
Hodor. And uh, Amelyn Holdo. The way that uh, she like was so staunch but like not telling Poe anything was mm-hmm. not believable. And it was the same reason I stopped watching Battlestar Galactica. Mm. And like they just would always conveniently believe the people who they needed to believe okay. for that episode to happen. And then they would, wouldn't trust somebody that they knew for years because... All of a sudden, it could be a they could be a Cylon, but they were told by somebody who definitely is a Cylon. You think Poe is a Cylon? <laughs> I wouldn't if Uh-oh. if Ryan was directing the next movie, I wouldn't put it past. So wait, him. is this he, an establishing? You said that he's like a big Battlestar fan, or is this? Yeah, he mentioned inferred? it, but oh. like it's fucking obvious to me that whole like chase where they're be they they want to warp, but they could be chased by the mm. people warping. That was in Battlestar, and I, then he fucking put a battle his Cylon face on the AT uh, ape walkers. Well, I mean, he didn't invent the Cylons, but I mean, sure. But no, he they put had a them into Star Wars. You mean their face looks like a Cylon? Yeah. If oh. you look at that ape thing from the side, it has red eyes and it has a little thing jutting down oh. just like a Cylon face. And then he does so the Cylon like- plot and then he does Cylon like... Or uh, <laughs> there's a new character named Cylon. Cylon exactly. um, so wait, is this like J.J. Abrams were like, was like, I really, I love Star Wars. I would love to make a Star Wars movie. Oh, you let me make Star Trek? Oh, all right. And then he got to make Star Wars eventually. And this is like Ryan Johnson was like, God, I'd love Battlestar Galactica. I would yeah. love to do that. Oh, you'll let me make a Star Wars? Oh, all right. I guess I'll do, do this as like, like my Battlestar thing. Then I'll do a Battlestar movie later and you guys are going to be blown away. I believe, I mean, he says that he's a Star Wars fan, but I, the way that he just like tears apart the rest of Star Wars, well, I don't, I don't believe it as much as he's is, a This is such an objective fan. thing if we can talk about it a little bit generally too. We come to Star Wars from so many different angles and so many people feel different ways about it, like... I think are we're all we're all fans of the original trilogy. Pretty, we like them, kind of. Some of them. Oh yeah. See, the point is, like, we can't even yeah. be at a consensus on. I'm asking you too. I I I think I like them. I think I like them less and less over time. But. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. But there's some people that grew up with and think the prequels are the best. The, the pacing of the other ones, like you mentioned, the editing. The old ones, I, I, I love them. I think about showing my niece though someday, and I'm like, is she gonna be like turn this off or like when fast she's forward? Young. Oh, okay. Before she gets all right used after to this, yeah. um, <laughs> but Ma- really quick, sure. Uh, no, Max was talking about how much he disliked that scene with Luke igniting his saber. Okay, that was one of my favorite parts, actually. Oh. Like in the fact that they went back to it multiple times with the I did you know, like retelling. Because um, I think it's really it makes more sense when you try to understand the amount of shame that mm-hmm. that gave to him. It's not like just a little character flaw and he just like brushed it aside like that messed him up permanently mm-hmm. he was and like no more jedi i'm living on this island he says he, i we moved here to die he so said. i mean that that made it i don't know make a lot more sense and the fact that everybody has faults i mean luke had faults too he yeah. was being pulled to the dark side when you know he was developing his jedi skills it's mm-hmm. not far-fetched to me at all and i like that part a lot that's all cool all right um, that, that's fair and the thing is I like the concept of it I just don't execution like, yeah when it happened it was it was unbelievable to me and that like I don't think they set up maybe it's because they didn't show us anything about Luke and the kids or anything like that sure. or what kind of led him to it or how much he saw of Ben being a total fucking bastard to, yeah. to get there but like all we know all I know of Luke is what I've seen and all I you know and I know Kylo after the fact, but I don't know anything before that. Yeah, I, I think what. that's an interesting point because, like, you're, we're talking about in this. Like, I don't remember if we talked about this before we start recording or not, but like, one of the points I think Steve you made is that like it kind of feels like nothing happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's it's a like two hour thirty minute, two hour forty five minute runtime. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like there's a lot of stuff that was left out of the movie, including like the relationship between Finn and Rose. I think there's probably a lot of stuff that was left hmm. out of the movie that probably felt superfluous to the main story. And I think probably the same is true with the like stuff with Ben when he's younger that would kind of lead you to like kind of see where Luke's coming from instead of like, just take my word for it. Sure. He was kind of a jerk. Like, really, so I think there's a lot really of stuff does, that I think they, sorry, I think they like, it. I think they just kind of left out thinking, you know, uh, they'll get it through context or, you know, like this scene would add something, but overall kind of feels like it, it would make the movie three hours and 15 minutes or something. But then they spent so much time on some slow ass fucking chase. I That's agree. I so agree. Much. With it's like, yeah, chase? I want to see more of stuff. The, 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 the star destroyer chasing after the rebel. Fleet oh, oh, and just like slowly moving through space. And every time they cut back to it, I was like, off oh, this again. Like, yeah. It was kind of yeah. setting up like, yeah, the can, we also, can we also say like, I, I think they spend way too much time on the fucking casino planet, whatever it's called. Canto Bite. I yeah. do not like that mm. planet. I thought it was a total waste. It was I it was just a casino. It wasn't a space yeah. casino. Could they it just it's fucking Star Wars. Couldn't they be like playing some interesting space games instead of like roulette they that they play on Earth? Well, but gold they have coins we just and they yeah they were they were no, what I mean, they like were pushing the, things around with that little stick. Everything was just I've yeah we've this, seen yeah, this. I know. But but make it, it a make it a hologram or something. Just yeah. spice it up a, a tiny little bit. Why it am was, I watching fucking Casino Royale? It was again? really it was really frustrating. That's to a like, great movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, but it's not so, Star Wars. Thank you. Uh, I don't mind Candle Bite. I think it is the most important scene for Finn and Rose's character arc. Yes, I agree. But they I think, fuck like, up big time. I and... wish. I just wish the planet was more interesting. Other than like, mm-hmm. this is like a planet where like sort of horse racing happens. There is roulette. There is like. Slot it's machines. also just. It's a desert planet with one little super rich city that they made to have water and, and buildings and stuff. It's in the middle of this wasteland. So I kind of like that element of it. It felt casino. But but a lot of this stuff feels analogy to everything. Just like how. It can uh, be analogy. Just like how, I just like it. I wish it was more like you have. Sure. St- it's Star Wars. Well, like it's you like have Han Solo's hologram chess, for example. Yeah. He's, it's still just chess. But, but it it's looks a interesting. It's, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And it just, it stands to reason that there'd be like similar, very similar things to those in the casino. But yeah, I guess they, they do have, have the concept of holding for phone calls. So well, maybe they might as well have. Roulette well, there's like the point, like uh, in one of the prequel movies, Anakin sits down with Palpatine and they're watching like a space ballet Shrek. in a, in a <laughs> Shrek the musical on ice. <laughs> and they're watching a sphere of water. Hey, talk about the shape of water. And <sighs> there is like squid things swimming around and performing in it. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey. This is a Star Wars ballet. This is like a Star... Hey, look, this is like a sci-fi thing. So maybe in that respect, it's like even that little shot of this weird thing that they're watching is more of like a sci-fi and Star Wars take on it. Whereas like, nope, you're putting chips down on the table. Yep, you're pushing these things forward. Yep, there's things that look like BB-8, but they're just roulette or they're just slot machines. Yep. Sure. Everyone was kind of talking about is how little happened. And I think... Oh, that was my main criticism of the movie. And what you started with is... Like, there's no time gap between yeah. the last episode and this one. Pretty immediate. So, there's no time gap there. Pretty much the movie is almost in real time as a viewer. I mean, yeah. 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 They, they are in jail for a little bit. and blah, blah. Like, they say 18 hours, and then, and then you assume by the end, like, oh, okay, that's about, yeah. And then, yeah, there's all these things that we would have loved to see. See some backstory on Ben, for example. I mean, that would have been awesome. I'm mm-hmm. not convinced, just like at the end of The Force Awakens... 
there's all these things where you're you're left scratching your head and wondering, and it's like, well, there's going to be another movie, and there's going to be a movie after this one. So, not that it shouldn't stand on its own merits, but I think there's some stuff that they have to they have to uh, leave open. There's books and comics they're going to make. There's video games. There's probably going to be a Luke, Luke Skywalker's Jedi cartoon. But, it's going to be about him training all those people. There's going to be stuff that fills in the gaps. But I don't want. I, I I don't feel like that's the sort of stuff where like no. if I watch like the Hunger Games without reading the books, you're like, well, what does this mean? So no, no, like, no. Oh, you have to read the books no, to get that. Like, yeah, I don't I, think that you should have no, to. No, I agree with you. You should, it shouldn't think, be like that. I just mean that when, when we all came out of Force Awakens, we were like, oh, I wonder what is mm-hmm. going on here. I wonder what happens here. I wonder what happens there. And when we, when you get out of this movie, you're just like, well, why didn't they show that? Well, why didn't they do this? And it was just it wasn't like curiosity. It was just like there's something missing there. Not like like there, there's more there. There's something missing. It genuinely didn't work in the movie that we saw. I feel like as we're talking about this, uh, some of Max's points make me think of like another huge criticism where there's just all these parts of the movie that take you out of of feeling like you're in the Star Wars universe. I mean, from the get-go, the stupid phone call. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I kind of forget all the stuff we were talking about, but... <laughs> The um, mi- milking the walrus and the weird look and fall, all that stuff. Fall asylum. Sure. Yeah. And and all these things just kind of feel unnatural compared to all the other movies. Like I can watch any other other movies all the way through, and I'm not like, oh, this part was really weird. Almost like there's these rough spots during the movie. Um, and maybe this does go back to him not being like a real Star Wars fan or something. I mean, crumpling yeah. up all these characters that people loved and just exploding them without showing them yeah. or whatever, just like sweeping them under the rug or they're never going to be seen again. They're, they went into the dustpan. Um, all those little moments take you out of the movie experience. And maybe that is what I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of like individual little things like raise parents and stuff like that, Love where that. Uh, it's a, it's a cool concept, but the fact that he kept just saying, okay, everything that J.J. Abrams d- did, everything that came before, it just everything that you've been thinking about, everything you've been hoping for, we're just going to toss all of it out. If it was a couple things. But who's like, to say that like that's his edict and not like they didn't have like that in mind from the beginning? Like I think that's sort of an unfair criticism of Ryan Johnson to say like that, that from the beginning. Like, you know, like J.J. Abrams maybe had these big plans for raised parents, and then Ryan Johnson's like, "Well, fuck that! I, I don't. I want to be like drunks." Well, I do want to make this point. It was established, and and Ryan Johnson confirmed J.J. Abrams didn't write Force Awakens with any concept of those open ended things to be a thing in number two or anything. He didn't say Ryan Johnson. Don't forget, Kenobi is raised ma be, uh, dad. Yeah, uh, Snow Kenobi is is a clone. mom. Yeah. Snoke is a clone of the Emperor, blah, blah, blah. He literally wrote it up with all these open-ended things and then knew that it would go to the next director for them to do with whatever he, they wanted. And yeah, and so he could personally be like, well, Snoke was going to be cool, but that wasn't, he literally kept it that way on purpose and maybe Disney too. That's why I do blame Ryan Johnson for it because Mm -hmm. he was the person who invented this. It wasn't somebody else. It was him. Like it wasn't left for him. Yeah, it could have been Kathleen Kennedy. You're sure. It could have been that, but But he wasn't betraying JJ's vision because there was no intended continuation he but was it, allowed if they you said look make at, up if you look at everything it, it goes up to a certain point and then just like cuts off like, i like i i thought it was refreshing I, that's maybe one of the reasons i like it so much is because it's it's familiar obviously it's star wars and there's lightsabers and different things but it's also very different it 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 def- 
defied me in a lot of parts and it surprised me in a lot of parts. I love that she was not related to somebody. I, I, it's a I cooler honestly, idea of the Force. It gets back to what, what Luke says when he's training around Tokto is that the Jedi don't own the Force. This isn't something that a Jedi grabs out of the air and gets four Force points to use against someone. <laughs> this is something that's in the entire galaxy and some people can use it and you can focus your mind and you can use it in different ways and some people can sense people and some people can float rocks, but it's not really about that. It's just something that's that's flowing everywhere. So I liked that it went back to basics on some of that and... And it also then it bred sort of these interesting force powers, which it's more interesting to me than, wow, you can run, you can choose to run down a hallway really fast, like in the prequels. It's yep. like, what's more interesting to me that you could force project a, a vision or yourself or these things that I, I, I liked that freshness of it. I, I think I liked it because of how different it was in some spots. Well, I, I really like half of Ryan Johnson's understanding of the force because I really think he took the ideas that like Ben Kenobi told, um, uh, Luke in like very early on just that it's kind of between us it's it's within yes. all of this stuff and so I think he had a good concept of that um, but then he just kind of like it gives it to everyone he gives it to Ray just like automatically has these there is no training involved nobody has to work anywhere this kid who like sweeps can all of a sudden just like grab stuff there's no like attempt nobody has to work towards anything it's just they have it and why is Ray British and why is she on well, that planet and speaking, you know, well, Brit- I mean, all the Imperial officers are British in the room. Yeah. Well, she didn't come from that. She came we from don't know. a desert. Like they she came been, from Jakku. She was, she been, was there. Her parents were just drunks. And then well, she was there by herself. And she's just like, I mean, that's just like a thing. Like people have accents because they're from weird Britannia planet. Is, is everyone accepting that her parents are nobodies? So I because think because I just thought. That was something it would Kylo be a thing saying. for Kylo to again to kind of like Nagar be like, hey, you don't have anyone anyway, right? They're just no one. So come on, come over here. If if they were someone, she might be like, nope, they're out there. I'm going to find them. Or it, it makes no difference to her. It doesn't matter who they are. She didn't know them. She I wasn't the, raised by them. I think the fact from like a movie tell like a storytelling standpoint, the fact that she didn't like fight him on it kind of like but she says it. She saw it in the mirror. She says, yeah, he says, say it. But and she says they're nobody. She like saw that in the mirror on Octo. Yeah. The Harry Potter beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Harry Potter I thought that was cool. That was like the tree on Dagobah. That was a weird, dark force place that it, Luke Luke didn't actually fight Darth Vader in a stump. That was a weird conduit yeah. of dark force energy that showed him something about his future. And this was Ray, uh, our friend Colin mentioned, like he kind of pictured it as like the Jedi, the way they well, see. He's more your friend than our friend. But Okay, cut this Ooh. out. <laughs> um, Just kidding. Colin, I love you. How I love Rey, you and I'm in love with how you. How Ray can see a little bit ahead and behind, kind of like the Jedi's use this force power to kind of to kind of intuit this, but and then she kind of moves forward towards like this what she wants. What that's why she went down in that pit on the island anyways, because she thought it was offering her some something, and turns out what she wanted this whole time is is nothing. There's no there's nothing about her parents. She didn't know them. I like that, and because she confirms that I feel like that is the truth, that they really are no one, and I like that a lot better. The Star Wars is a very small galaxy, apparently, because everyone knows everyone and is related to someone, so it's refreshing to have a character that is cool and powerful, and it isn't because she is a she's Skywalker. the chosen one. Yeah. Or the Sky- yeah, I like that a lot about it. Yeah, that idea is good in that they get away from the midichlorians, and I am all for that. Sure. But just the fact I that... I actually anyone- done it- with more midichlorian talk in this. <laughs> I know. Why didn't they mention it at all? It's such a big part of it. But so, so like I like that theory, but the way that it was presented where it's just like, okay, now this person who just got dumped there is now the most 
powerful. And also the whole like, okay, there's a balance. So like because Kylo Ren is so bad, she becomes good. So then why would you ever strive to be good if you know you're creating some evil somewhere else? Like it's, hmm. you just like should be neutral throughout your entire well, that's life. Snoke's understanding of it is he says like, I warned you that as I trained you and you were becoming dark, that the, the light side of the force would seek to, to push something up out of the ether and, and balance it out. Hmm. And that's so, the, kind of the idea of why uh, Anakin became so powerful is because the Jedi were so Well, that's also this weird prophecy that they never show you or tell you what it actually just says, that there's just a chosen one who will bring balance to the force. Oh. And he did because he basically effectively cut off the Jedi and Sith almost completely. Um, are we running, are we getting pretty close? We were running up on the walls. Can, can I say show? one quick thing? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my other favorite part of the movie was when I realized uh, when the credits were scrolling that Yoda, <laughs> Yoda was an actual puppet. Yep. I, I yeah, that. actual puppet, Frank yeah. Oz. Frank Oz, Frank Oz was back. Do you like Yoda? Yeah, I thought Yoda did, yeah, they did a good job. I thought job Yoda did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yoda's a real they, guy, right? Yeah, I, he looked just the, almost the same. He aged very age. well. He's, yeah, he did a good job. Uh, I thought they did a good job bringing the uh, jovial Yoda back. Yeah, yeah like, had, he got a little bit of dag of a Yoda where he was kind of cracking jokes. Ever Too old. <laughs> the prequels and the Clone Wars and everything, it's always bothered me how they 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 stick so They made him like a general. Close. Yeah. He he's a general, but he also will always use that like uh, Yoda form of talking. He's just kind of a character of himself. Yeah. Where mm. uh, like every single, so many awkward lines delivered backwards just because they were. Where he didn't always like, do that. He came around the survivors. The, a perimeter we must, create. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Garbage. Like so yeah. garbage. And if you think <laughs> about trash. some of his his uh, old lines, he didn't do that all the time. Yeah. Like for example, when he even says, when he's on a on alone on a planet and is presumably, I always thought he was like a little stir crazy, and that's why he was talking that way. Mm-hmm. Not because like the defining characteristic of his race is he talks he funny. talks weird. Also, then he's green and short. Yeah, like, but like certain lines are delivered where he says uh, like you. You're, you're not afraid yet. Like, I'm not afraid yet. And he says, you will, you will be. He doesn't say, like, will be, be, you do. You will. <laughs> be, like, you will. You will. Um, it doesn't yeah. make sense for him to do that always. And so be, I'm, you, I'm glad they got back to, like, uh, Yoda that, well, let's, that is a little bit more fun. Yeah, it sounds like we need to, to kind of wrap it up. There's still a lot to unpack, but we'll we'll have to we'll mention it in another episode or something like that. I Overall, I liked it. Balled all three times when I saw this movie because I thought it was a very beautiful send-off for... I think Luke Skywalker might be my favorite character in star wars now just because i really liked his arc and i like I we hope, can mention what happens at the end just yeah l- that's that they maybe do it in a more succinct fashion than we've done everything sure else, okay but so they escaped to create uh poe was being an idiot the whole time and holdo was trying to stall so that they could secretly get down to the planet but because rose and finn fuck up they also get sold out by dj who's a hacker oh my god there's a lot of stuff yeah um <laughs> they get captured on the ship phasma is gonna kill Finn, then he has probably the best line in the whole movie, which is uh, after BB-8 takes control of a chicken walker and blows everything up, uh, Phasma says to like Finn, like, you've always been scum. And he says, rebel scum. Because now he's chosen a side. I, I did like that. He's yeah. chosen a side. Like, he has been running away this whole movie. He doesn't care about either of these things. He just wants to leave. And now he's like, I have seen... That's why I like Canto Bite, because he sees this other aspect of the shittiness of the galaxy and how these people are profiting off of all this. It's not enough. He has a chance to help people and instead of running, he should do something and that's what he got from Rose. That's what I liked about it. My eyes rolled pretty hard when she crashes into him on crate and they're on the ground. She says, yeah. we have to you know, love the things, protect I the things we you, love dummy. and literally in the background, like the doors being blown up and their friends yeah. are in danger. But Luke appears on crate 
Uh, he's going to face down the entire First Order, which literally he says that to Ray. He's like, what do you expect me to do? Take my laser sword and go fight the whole Force Order? He does. I, I also did like that he said laser sword, because isn't that what yes. the lightsabers are called? Yeah. Well, like, Lucas originally called it it's a laser sword, and blah, blah, blah. Um, t- t- he, also, he doesn't know if they're Gungans or Gungans either, so <laughs> this is Lucas. Uh, but he faces off. They try and shoot him with every gun they have from the Cylon mobiles, or what are they called? And then they... Uh, and then Kylo Ren goes down to face him personally. I didn't catch that all these clues that like he has his green lightsaber or the the the, the wrong color lightsaber and he's not leaving tracks on the in the dust on crate. I, I, so when he first shows up because he shows up to say hi to Leia first. Yeah. Hi. I I I initially thought he's projecting because his beard's shorter and his hair's shorter. I. I at first was so stunned by everything, of course, yeah. but I was also like, that's such a movie thing that like, of course you get on your old suit. He was showed him pull, push, you know, with old clothes and robes. And I was like, yeah, he even got redressed to go burn the trees. So I was like, okay, yeah, he would cut his hair. He would do something <laughs> sure. to go to battle. And then later on it becomes apparent. Like, yes, he is from Octo across the galaxy force projecting himself to stall, to get the, the rebels a chance to escape. And yeah, then they're on the run. So the movie ends with oh my god, that's <laughs> gonna. The movie ends with the rebellion being basically like the amount of people that can fit on the Millennium Falcon, including a Porg who's now part of the Resistance, and uh, and Kylo Ren is still kind of FaceTiming. That is interesting that like he did it without Snoke. They yeah. saw each other, but it leaves it open ended. I think I think there's gonna be a, a time jump. I think there's gonna be two, three, four, five years. I agree with between that. this and next movie where lots of crazy stuff will have happened. <laughs> but I. Nine- it starts feels- with them boarding the Millennium Falcon again. Yeah, yeah. Show, yeah, so it shows. Uh, yeah, it shows them cleaning up crate and be like, "We should make this a base for ourselves." Uh, hey, let's make this a new uh, Star Killer base. Um, uh, so it leaves it very open ended. I like that about it. It feels very Empire because that ends on a very down note, and they're looking out at the galaxy and they're like, "We are ragtag right now. The Empire is still yeah. on our trail." So I like that echo of it at least, as far as being the middle movie in this trilogy. I, I don't know, man. There's just a lot to like. I, we didn't get to all of it, but I <laughs> I just loved it. I And I, I don't like the prequels. I like the original trilogy, certain other things, but something about this, man, just it it hit me. It, it made me like Force Awakens a little more, especially since this is the continuation. And I just thought, I don't know. It was it was fresh in a lot of ways that I really enjoyed. I can, I can talk about it forever. Sadly, I can't. <laughs> I Max, I, your I final thinking, words. I was thinking the exact opposite. Like, oh, I, I really wish we had more so time you won't be to coming rail to on all the shit that I hate about this movie. Fucking Phasma. Like, uh, all of this bullshit. Well, see, that was the other I, thing. Like, J.J. was like, Phasma's going to be big. But he didn't yeah. have any plan for Phasma. He was just like, well, next director, do with it what you will. And you know what? I would like if she came back, though. A third time. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, why She's not? Been, like, you thought she was gone. I think she probably will. But she With was, spider she legs. She wasted in this movie. <laughs> Anyways, I wish I had more time to, to fucking rag on this movie. Well, maybe we'll, hey, well, maybe we'll detail, record a special episode. Andrew will tell us we'll the mics see. are on, but they won't be. And <laughs> we'll sit in here screaming for four hours. Yeah. Um, to, well, to each, I still hope you'll join me on my May the 4th viewing of uh, of the movie. Maybe. Or I'll tell you. I'll tell you oh when boy. it ends. I'll tell you when it ends. You can come over for the snacks afterwards. There we go. The snacks are always good. I was. I already want to make a porgish game hens. Wouldn't that be Perfect. good? Perfect. Delicious. So good. Steve, your final thoughts. Um, worst out of the most recent three movies. Rogue. Oh, Rogue One and Force Awakens. Okay. I'll agree with that. I really like Rogue One, and I. I like at the end. Like I. I think there's some problems with the Force Awakens, but like. At the end of The Force Awakens, I genuinely was like, I wish Episode Eight had been filmed now so I could mm. see it in like six months. 
I didn't really feel that way at the end of eight. I wasn't like, Ooh, I wish nine came out in like six months. I'll see nine. Like, I, I thank you. Robert, I will. Robert, I will. This little film needs all the help and get. Yeah. (laughs) There's this little known star Wars franchise (laughs) out there. Guys, Go on the GoFundMe. I know page. you want to go see those those small indie movies at your art house theaters. This this guy needs your help. Yeah. Um, but I overall I I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy myself in the movie. I do have problems with it, but overall I would say that I like it. I agree. I think of the three new ones, it's the worst. But okay. I ha- I have really high things to say about Rogue One and The Force Awakens. So I. I it's not such a low bar for me to say that it's the worst of the three. We always have Solo coming out in a couple months that may I be the am... worst of everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. You, you might be... Yeah, well, I don't know. Nothing will make you go back and yeah. love well, this I mean, one. I, I already like it more than the prequels, but it's sure. like just yeah. barely above Revenge of the Sith. Um, I didn't even really like uh, Rogue One all that much, but I still like it better than I don't this like one. the dialogue in Rogue One is not very good. It's pretty... You it, like... It's clunky. I'll put you on hold a little more than everything in... Uh, which yeah, Rogue yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I just like that they're very small, tight character arcs in Rogue One, but uh, it's not as as. Not, I would put this high up there. I don't know what my final. I need to sit on this. I need to see it at home. I need to be yeah. able to pause it and do stuff like that. Sure. But it's up there for me. I really, really like this. So. Okay, before we go, yes, we have one last thing to do. Okay, we have to decide once and for all: is it Korg or is it Porg? Oh, that's right. Yes, uh, Korg versus Porg. So Korg, as we've established. The rock man from Thor Ragnarok. Voiced by Taika Waititi. Voiced by Taika Waititi. Well, let's do that first. Voice. What did you think of the Porgs voices versus like Korg? Korg? I'm just going to say. The Porg voice. Sorry. They voice. Didn't have yeah. any he was variety. voiced by uh, Ben Schwartz and ben Bill Hader. Well, I mean, just like I liked the, I liked their sound, but Korg is Taika Waititi and that's, and he's a lovely New Zealand accent and he was hilarious. So in that category, I'd say he wins. Um, best line. Korg's got a lot of funny lines. But like when the Porg yells on the Millennium Falcon, that's pretty good. Wow, Andrew's like, why did I let this happen? Why did I, um, why did I bring this segment um, up? So that's, uh, I, I'm going to say Korg on that one. Marketability, I don't see anyone walking around with Korg action figures. So, and, <laughs> no, I'm right, has, and right here, yeah. we, have have, Porg, we have a Porg Pez dispenser in the room. I'm eating his, his poop right now. Um, that's coming out the front. <laughs> hey, I'll take hey, it however I can get it. We don't know how Porg biology works. Um, you got to milk them. I think cuteness wise, Porgs went out. Korg, is, Korg has a, has a, a, a I put them on him. Oh my god, you're just like. Uh, but you know what? They I were think based on puffins. Puffins are way cuter. Go I, to a, go to the aquarium. You'll see. Go to the, go to the aquarium. <laughs> go to the Seattle Aquarium. I'm gonna go to the Disney Aquarium. I heard they have porgs now. <laughs> um, no, I would say that the there is confirmation that Korg will be in future Marvel movies. We have no idea. The next director could kill that porg <laughs> in between films. Wouldn't you like that? Maybe they'd show it. Or no, Chewie, they, they're running out of food, food and Chewie's eating the, the final porg. That um, scene, I was like, eat him, eat him. <laughs> I loved that scene, um, even though there was a dead porg in it. I would say overall, Korg wins. I'm excited to see Korg more in the future. I liked the porgs a lot. Mm-hmm. There you go, Max. There, see? I, do, I don't love everything about this movie. A character from another movie is better than, than <laughs> wow, these background what big, characters. What a big thing for you to admit. <laughs> a main character from the Thor movie yeah, yeah. was better than these incidental background characters from they're great they're in it just enough yeah yeah i did not like the porgs so thanks andrew yeah thanks (laughs) i like the porgs go away steve (laughs) hey also thanks for being on the podcast last episode that you're gonna be on (laughs) my my wife liked the porgs they're great they didn't beat the new killers 
They didn't beat the First Order, which is good. I thought they were going to go Ewok with them and they were going to be kind of... They were unnecessary is what you're saying? They were... They, there like, was no point to them? At the end of the movie, they would be the bomb brigade. Like, they'd be dropping bombs from space. They'd be launching porgs out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a, what a way to end. What a way, yes. This long episode. So, anyways... Uh, we needed more time. <laughs> we needed more time. Steve, thanks for joining us. Of yes. course. Yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Ow.